Phil Gunger is a marriage speaker and the pastor of Celebration Church in Fox Valley, Wisconsin. And he's joining me today to talk about marriage and why it's so important that we place an emphasis on this in our families. We're going to be talking about an event that he's doing for Friendly Planet Family that's coming up February 16th and 17th. Laugh your way to a better marriage. If you need some marriage encouragement, this is the podcast for you. This is Heidi St. John. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Heidi St. John podcast. I'm glad that you've joined me. Today we're in for a special treat. Years ago, I was introduced to Mark Gunger's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. And I'm telling you what, I laughed and laughed and laughed. Absolutely true. I loved the way he talked about the differences between men and women, how our brains are wired differently, how our personalities can tend to conflict with each other in marriage, and just basically brought it back with a little bit of humor as to why it was so important that we protect the sanctity of the marriage relationship and find some joy along the way. So I've invited Phil Gunger, Mark's son, who is doing Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage here at the Firmly Planted Family Homeschool Resource Center coming up on February 16th and 17th to join me today to talk a little bit about marriage. Before we jump into our conversation, I want to remind you guys that we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me directly at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. If you're a subscriber, to the show, you know how to access us. And we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your feedback. Love to hear your marriage questions. Also, we are loving the reviews that you guys are leaving for my books over at Amazon and leaving reviews for the podcast, particularly over at Apple and participating in daily polls. Today, we're going to be having a poll about marriage and we would love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear where you're coming from. You can just hop on over to Spotify and you can uh, leave your comments comments and answer that poll question simply by going to Spotify. If you'll head over to that platform and just scroll down a little bit, you will see where you can access those questions. Really easy to do and a lot of fun too. So we hope you guys will participate in that. Also, you may have noticed I'm trying to get to at least one question a day when I'm here uh, particularly without a guest, but I might actually start incorporating your questions with the guests that I have on the show as well. But if you have a question that you would like addressed, please keep those questions short and sweet and to the point, and we will uh, and we will be happy to answer them here at the show. So without further ado, Phil, welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. It's good to be here. I am really excited that you're coming to our neck of the woods. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're in Wisconsin, I so am. you guys are not unfamiliar with winter weather. So it's a snow not... day today, actually. So I, I did. Really? I did tell all the kids to be quiet. Yeah, to be quiet. They're older, <laughs> so they shouldn't have a problem with that. But yeah, <laughs> I was told you didn't get snow days in Wisconsin. Everyone's like, "Listen, it's 15 feet." Put your uh, put your tennis <laughs> shoes on and get outside and do the it's, chores. It's so weird. So we've hardly had any snow this year. Like we did not have a white Christmas. So Whoa. the first snowstorms coming. I think the public school system was just you know because they 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 schedule this into their uh, their year right snow days right yes. So I think they saw yes. snow day coming. Like let's just take it. They canceled it last night. There was like three <laughs> inches. It's not even bad out, but whatever. <laughs> ah man, I love it. We're supposed to get snow here. Who knows what's going to happen in uh, in February? That's going to be interesting. But you. And uh, your dad, I think really, I mean, I heard about Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage a long time ago, and I'm serious. I played a video 
where the, you got the two heads up there, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you talk about the woman, her, her brain works like spaghetti. And the man is like, you know, all the little tiny boxes. And the main thing is to make sure that none of the other boxes are touching <laughs> any of the other boxes. I laughed so hard. I mean, I've been married for 35 years and we have seven kids and I'm telling you, I laughed and laughed and laughed. I was like, this is so, this is so good. Uh, it's just good for us. I think to just sit back, marriage is hard and it's good to be able to just, you know what, at some point it's got to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if you can't, if you can't laugh, you'll go crazy. Yeah. You know, cause you, you're not going to get it right all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and the people who go into it, you know, with these unrealistic expectations and it should look this way and my husband should be like this and my wife should be like that. And, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, and then things don't go right and they're not able to laugh it off. They freak out. And what's going on? Yep. What's going on? You know, they don't want to deal <laughs> with it. It's like, why is he bringing me flowers? You don't bring yeah. me flowers anymore. <laughs> yeah. Amy's husband brings her flowers. What's wrong with you? When was the last <laughs> oh, time you brought goodness. me flowers? Don't you know you can get them cheap at Costco? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, rough. so it's and it's and it's good, you know, what I like about what it is that my dad had started and I'm thankful to get a chance to uh be a part of it now as well as uh you know, most of the time if you get into anything with marriage, it it was like once it was a problem. You know, the wife's about to leave the husband or some major thing happened and well yeah. now let's go in and get help and it's you know, it's like waiting to go until the doctor until like you're on yeah. your deathbed. Kind yeah, of why thing. do we have to wait that long? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's good to get in and, and I love the, especially now. So I got, you know, teenage boys now and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing just the importance of like, you know, they, they get training for everything else in their life. Yeah. You know, you go do anything else. There's training, you know, if you're at a job, whether you go to college or not, the job teaches you how to do it. And with marriage is nothing. No. And, and it's just kind of, you know, and, and for young people, especially as a Christians and growing up in the church, like myself, all I heard was, well, just don't have sex. Yeah. Right. Right. And this was, this was the sole focus. Yeah. (laughs) That was was the thing. Okay. They, they, they didn't say anything like for, you know, you're going to get married and then for the next possibly 50 years of your life, you're going to be trying to get along with one person and compromising with one person and staying faithful to one person. Yeah, yeah, and how to oh they communicate differently. Me, they think you know you talked about the, the, the boxes yeah. and the men's brains, women's brains. So that's such a so many light bulbs go off in people's heads of just like oh so he does that not because he's an evil person who hates me. He does that because he's wired differently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she acts the way she acts is not because there's something wrong with her and God has just put her, her on the earth to torture me. It's oh <laughs> her brain just works differently. And when you realize that, it's you know again it's it's. Nothing really changes, right? Because I'm never going to ever communicate like my wife does. I'm never, that's never going to be my knee jerk reaction. But when I begin to understand and she understands me and there's this compromise, uh, then you start mm-hmm. to understand, like, oh, okay. And now everything that, you know, your spouse does isn't just driving you crazy or <laughs> they don't care about me, this or that. It's like, oh, that's yeah. them. They're just that way. So <laughs> I, I think, uh, it was funny. And I, I bet this happens a lot. You know, I heard it first and then I'm, you know, sitting, I don't know, on the couch or something. My husband, I'm like, you got to watch this. Like things are going to like, you're going to be like, Oh, that makes so much sense. I th- it was just so helpful for me. Cause I think what you said, I mean, you said it in a, in a joking way, but we can actually take this on where I said, I've said this to my husband, you know, a hundred times, he's just not responding, not listening. And when I heard, when I heard it explained, like he actually sees things differently and maybe his brain works differently than mine. And, oh, Hey, he doesn't, he's not trying to irritate me. 
right? Or I'm not trying to irritate him. It really is true that everything is connected to everything else in my brain. Like one thing doesn't just happen by itself. There's a chain reaction. You know, I'm a, I'm a computer with 7,500 tabs open at any given moment. And the yes. amazing thing about my husband is he can have one tab open. Yeah. One. I'm like, how do you, how do you do that? I don't know. Like we decide, you know, we're going to go to, we're going to go to sleep and Jay goes good night and he just, he's out. And the t- yeah. I have to, I have to close each one of those 7,500 tabs <laughs> one at a time. Like, okay, I don't need this tab open anymore. I can, maybe I should just close this whole browser down. And then I realized, Ooh, Firefox is running too. I've got all these tabs going. We're just different people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and if you think it, it affects everything in your, in your relationship, but just for example, that, you know, how you deal with stress, you know, generally speaking, um, most women or uh, and the men's brains, women's brains thing, by the way, that's not a, all men think this way. It's, it's just no, using it's an example. Yeah. It's just yeah. generally and just generally uh, true. The, the, the truth is, is, is usually if you think one way or you act one way in the relationship, usually your spouse is, is the other or, or oftentimes it can be. So like with stress, you get your guys that they get stressed out. They just don't want to talk about it. And in mm-hmm. fact, that is helpful to them. Uh, you know, if, if I've got a buddy and he's stressing out with something and I say, Hey, just stop thinking about it. That's helpful to him. He's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're so right, man. I just got to get my mind off of this. Now, if your wife is coming to you and she's stressed out and she's talking and you give her the advice, <laughs> just stop talking about it. Stop wife. thinking about it. She's going to hit you gonna, with a can yes, of tomato sauce. <laughs> it's not going to go well, you know? And then she thinks he's doing that because he doesn't care. Cause it, when in fact he's giving his best advice he has. <laughs> right. And so you're yeah. saying you're trying to help each other and you just don't understand. So again, you know, when you don't understand these differences, you can't appreciate them. You can get yourself into all kinds of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Uh, before we, uh, we started talking today, I was telling you a little bit about, you know, my experience counseling women, speaking to, you know, audiences all over the country. And I was saying that the, that still, you know, 17 years of doing it, the number one question I get is how can I encourage my husband to spiritually spiritually lead in our home. And it causes, in Christian couples especially, just causes so much tension in the marriage. And the husband's just like, listen, will you just, I'm doing the best I can. What do you want me to do? You want me to, you, you know, me pray a little louder for dinner? You know, what is it that, what is it that you want me to do? I'm imagining, Phil, that you get this, <laughs> I'm imagining yeah. I cannot be the only one. Imagining you're getting this question. And I'm curious, A, are you? And then B, what's your, you know, how do you, how do you counsel couples through this particular issue? Yeah. I, I think it's a lot of misunderstanding of scripture mm-hmm. uh, for people. I think it's a misunderstanding of, of what leadership means, you know, uh, first off, you know, you're obviously to always read the the Bible correctly. You have to read it for how it was written, what they meant at the time, right? If we just take it and make it mean to what we think it means, we can get ourselves into some trouble. So first off, the Bible never says the guy's supposed to be the one that prays all the time. He never says right. he's the one that's supposed to read the Bible more than the other person. He never, it never says he's, he should go, like going to church more than, than, than the, the spouse. That's nowhere. That's just made up. Maybe you've heard that in church. Maybe it's just misunderstanding. And they say, well, okay, he's, he's supposed to be a, a leader, which is a spiritual leader. I mean, again, it's, there's no directly saying of, 
of, of all. It didn't that come stuff. with a man. Actually, that would have <laughs> no. been helpful. There's a few things that I I want to ask Paul, especially. I got like a whole list of questions right? for the Apostle Paul. Like, yes, hey, dude, you could have spoken with a little more clarity I, I on, on like a host of issues, and then maybe we wouldn't have seventy five thousand different denominations. Oh, maybe we'd I all know. just go, oh, Paul said this. I know. You know, Jesus yeah. does that sometimes too, though. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, think of all the different ways he said you have to do this to be saved. Mm. Well, at one point he says we need to eat of his flesh or drink of his blood to be saved. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Know, so, I mean, you know, there, there's lots what? of things. But I, I will say this. Let's take for an example, you really think, no, okay, I believe my husband will be a spiritual leader. First off, in Western culture and Eastern culture, leadership is a different thing, Right. Eastern culture, which is when the Bible is written, you are the king because you are the king. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. In fact, you don't have to do anything, and that has little to zero impact on whether or not you're the king. Mm-hmm. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. In the East, uh, the Western culture. It was good to be king. It was good to be king. Good I mean, to be king. Yeah. You know, and the, the kings didn't have to do much of anything. They just were. Now you go into Western culture. It's still kind of that way in England. I mean, let's be honest. That they have it. Yeah. But, you know, when the, when the Western <laughs> culture gets in there, we only view a leader as someone who's earned it. Someone who does the most. They get up the first. They're the first one in the job, the last one to leave. They work That's harder. Kind of They've true. proven themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. when very performance based. Yeah. So when these wives hear that he's supposed to be a spiritual leader, they put that thought on it. Well, then that means he's supposed to read the Bible more than me. He's supposed to pray more than me. He's supposed to be at church earlier than I go to church. He's supposed to do that. But it's all stuff that women are throwing on their husbands. It is not biblical. Maybe because this, maybe because it was thrown on the women, right? This is when they're sitting in church, right? It was thrown on the women to say, you need to look at your husband this way. And this is what is, this is what should be required. I had a woman ask me a couple of weeks ago. She said, I was told in church a couple of uh, Sundays ago, my pastor said, my husband supposed to wash me in the word. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> what does, where are what, they getting what does, this from? What does that mean? From the Bible, Phil, it's in the Bible. <laughs> Doesn't it's say in to the Bible. wash your wife in the word. Wash your, yeah. You, it's, it's, so anyway, she's like, what does that mean? I'm like, I think that just means he's an, is an, he's an example of Christ to you. He's an encourager to you. He's just, she was like, well, we've just been arguing about it for a week and a half. And I was like, man, that's rough. Marriage and, is hard enough for, yeah. you know, without feeling like, okay, now I got to wash my wife in the word. Yeah. You got to be careful not to. You don't want to over-romanticize marriage, and you also don't want to over-spiritualize marriage. Mm. You know, over-romanticize means that, you know, I'll get married, and every morning we'll wake up, and he's going to make me breakfast in bed. And when I, you know, I clean the house, little woodland creatures are going to come in and sing and help me clean the house. That's over-romanticizing, right? <laughs> but then, yeah, you have the over-spiritualizing. And listen, I hear it all the time. And here's the thing. If, 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 if you're a wife out there who's struggling with this, 
I don't know, not saying it doesn't exist. I personally have not heard of any example where the wife really has the man fall more in love with, with God and, and really want to read his Bible by belittling him, by telling mm. him what he's doing wrong, by taking books and putting it on his nightstand and open it and saying, sure, it would be nice if you'd read this every once in a while. Oh, no. <laughs> in, in, in fact, when you look at, speaking of Paul, what, when it talks about when you have a, a husband and a wife, and let's say, you know, it talks about what if the wife gets married, the husband gets married, and the other one doesn't. What His instructions aren't drag him to church, you know, uh, uh, tell them they need to do more of this, that they're not being such. It tells them to love them. Yeah. To love them. You know, the first two commandments still stay the first two commandments no matter what your situation is. What do I need to do? You need to love God and then you need to love this person. Mm-hmm. And just love them first. More people are going to be drawn to Christ and, and their faith by mm-hmm. you being a positive example of faith. If you're upset and mad all the time, I'm at some unbelieving person, why would they want to join that faith? <laughs> right, know, right. Yeah, should, I want you, what you got. Yeah, whatever's, ma- whatever's making you mean and irritable, give me that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I would say that if, if there's anything, if you're concerned about it, yeah, pray for him, absolutely. But don't, you know, I just, these, it, it just, in, in anything, take any situation, you know, because you, you, uh, you got spiritual head, or a lot of times we'll get questions just of how do I get my husband to do, insert the blank, you know, Help out more around the house, do this or that. One of the number one things is you have to be careful not to. It's a dis, it's the disrespect thing, but you you make him feel less than. Usually in the world of men, when you make them feel less than, they don't want to help out. And and it's and it's weird because respect for you know a lot of women is something that they'll give if you earn it, mm-hmm. right? If if you earn it, I'll give you the respect. The problem is, that's not biblical, right? I mean, the Bible doesn't say respect your husband if he's earned it. No, and in fact, God shows a pattern of giving respect to guys who've never earned it, and it goes to change them. You know, and you see patterns of this. Jesus, when he comes to, uh, you know, Simon Peter, I'm changing your name to Peter, which means rock. Mm -hmm. That guy was more jealous than rock. For sure. (laughs) But then it goes on to change him. Yeah. You know, you got Gideon in the Old Testament when the, the, Midianites are in town and they're fighting and doing this. And he's sitting there hiding, cowering in his weaknesses. There's nothing. This guy's a coward. Mm-hmm. And the angel of the Lord appears to him and says, you are a mighty warrior. Mm-hmm. He hadn't earned it. He hadn't done anything. But he started giving him great respect before he earned it. Even Abraham started that. getting great respect before he ever earned it. Mm-hmm. Father of a nation. This and that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so the key to unlock, you want to unlock potential in your husband, ladies, start treating him with respect and watch how that changes the man. Mm. You know, it's like it's in, so in, the, in the seminar, we use this, I tell this story of, you know, these, uh, this lady, she goes off to college and there's these two guys, you know, who are wooing her, trying to date her. And she's not sure which guy to go with. And eventually she chooses one guy, goes on to marry him. He becomes mayor of the city. And some years later, go back to the uh, the reunion, and she runs into the other guy. And then he jokingly says to her, you know, oh, it looks like you chose the right guy. <laughs> and she said, well, why would you say that? He's like, well, he went on to become mayor. That's awesome. And she goes, oh, no, no, dear. If I'd have married you, you'd be mayor of the city. <laughs> See, that's a woman who gets it. The key to unlocking 
great potential in any man is believe in him before he ever started doing it. Not to tell him what he's not doing right and to show him how awful he is. And again, maybe they do that because that would work for them, right? There, there's a lot of people where if you embarrassed them, that would go, oh my goodness, I need to change. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I think it's out of a lot. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to look at you. You're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of guys, it just if if they think that they can't do something, if you're telling them they're not, they're not being the spiritual leader, then they'll recoil from it even more. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm not good mm-hmm. at it. You're right. I'm not good at it. No, I can't do that. Yeah, it's true. And I, I think I had Jim Ramos on my show a couple of weeks ago, and he he has an awesome podcast for men called Men in the Arena. And we were talking about this a little bit. And something he said to me really s- stood out. And I wrote it down because after 35 years of marriage, I feel like I I am have still so much to learn. Marriage is sanctifying, right? You know, I was it's like homeschooling, right? I've homeschooled a bunch of kids. And I like to tell women, if you want to find out how wicked you are, homeschool your kids. You're going to know. <laughs> like, you know, inside of 15 minutes, like, oh, look at me. I have absolutely no patience at all. I'm a selfish, <laughs> awful human being in need of Jesus every single day of my life. And I think in, in a lot of regards, marriage and right sort of does that, right? It, it makes you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, wow, I thought I was kinder than this. I thought I had more to give. Oh, look, I do have a ceiling or whatever it is. And Jim said that he felt like one of the keys in marriage, and this goes for men and women, which is instead of calling your wife out or instead of calling your husband out, we call him up, right? We call him up. We see things like what you were just saying. You know, you see, uh, I'm going to change your name to Peter, right? And you just, and, and what Jesus did in that moment was he called him up, right? Mm-hmm. God called Abraham up. And it was more in the woman at the well. Jesus called the woman at the well up. Mm-hmm. He didn't call her out. And I think this is something that, that you know, we need we need to learn. I also wonder, you know, and you know, you know, said, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Who are the only people that he did call out? Pharisees. It was the, the people who were supposed to be the, the most leaders. spiritual people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 100%. again, it's one of those things. If you feel more spiritual and you're getting on the other person... <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like a little, a little humility could, of like, oh, I better. Something could be a little off. I mean, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just saying something could be a little bit off. I wonder too. You know, we, we, I think sometimes we complicate it. Something that my husband said to me for because people, I think, look at Jay and I and the ministry that we've done together because we've been working in ministry, you know, for you know at least 34 years full time. And I think people wrongly assume that every day Jay's up at five in the morning and he's, you know, calling the family down for family devotions and he's the priest of the home. And, and the reality is I think what God has blessed and honored in him is the way that he actually does what Jesus said to do is love your wife, you know, love your wife, like Christ, love the church, don't exasperate your children. And one thing that he said a long time ago to me when I was just struggling to have any kind of consistency in my, my time with the Lord was he's like, for goodness sake, Heidi, you're overcomplicating it. Just open your Bible. And even if it's a, a verse of the day, if that's all you've got time for, ruminate on that and God will do something. I think sometimes we put the pressure on ourselves. I think if there's type A personalities listening to this, certainly that's, you know, because our brains are wired that way, we can fall into that. It doesn't have to be a difficult thing. You know, maybe it's setting up time that we can, that we sit around as a family and we, you know, we're praying before, before dinner and we're just talking about our day and just lovingly, Jay told me, you know, he felt like he was the chief development officer in our home. Like that's how he read it. Right. So my job is to help my wife be everything that she can be and help my children become the people that God wants them to be. That's a, that's a kind of an amazing way to look at it. And when, you know what that, that turns into, uh, it turns into love as it turns out. 
Yeah. Yeah. And just, and just remember everyone's skill sets are different. Just like everyone who's in ministry doesn't have the That's same. That's a good reminder. We don't yeah. have all have the same spiritual gifts. It, you know, it'd be like in your, in your house, there might be, you know, so you got the husband and the wife and you think traditionally the husband should handle the finances, but the woman's got a master's in finance. Yeah. Would you say, well, I'm not supposed to do it because, and then just get into <laughs> financial ruin because yep. he's not skilled at it. Yeah. So the same thing. Some people, you know, some of these women might just have a, a gifting of, of, you know, prayer or they, they mm-hmm. run after, you know, the Lord in a different way than their, their husband's skill set just is, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, you know, I pray, but there's people who I think, man, you're like a professional prayer, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there, there's times I find yeah. comfort in, in some of the liturgical prayer just because it's set and I can hit it and I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And where, yeah. where other people, man, they, they're, they, they can just pray from Dude, their That's how my daughter their... Savannah is. I, I do declare <laughs> that woman has like some sort of super connection to God. Yeah. Cause she some... starts to pray and I'm like, well, shoot. Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. And I don't think oh, there's something I must not love God enough or I would pray like that. That's that's yeah. silliness. Even, you know, Paul didn't get upset at Apollos that his gifting was mm. a little different. He says, hey, I planted that's and he good. watered. And yeah, was do I follow him or that? He's like, no, not, you know, we're all a part of the same team here. Yeah, yeah. So keep that. So yeah, Ed, that might yeah. not be his, especially if you get like a reader, like my wife is a reader. Right. She like reads more books like in a, a month than I'll read like in the year. <laughs> and uh, if she were to I bet think, you she's well, a he, visual learner. I bet you. Right. She just needs to see that those words pop up off the it, page. And I like just, to listen. Yep. You're uh, an auditory uh, learner. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. if she were to take and think, well, this is what I do and this is how I feel close to God. So you must, you want to do this. It, it wouldn't work, you know, any, any more than a person who has glasses runs into another person who can't see very well and says, well, take my glasses, put them on. Right. Oh, that's good. They, they, yeah. they, they work for me and they put them on and you ever put on someone's glasses that you don't, it's oh, like yeah, you it's horrible. can't see, right? You're not getting it. <laughs> and if you, and then if you made them feel, I know the glasses work, so the problem must be you hmm. is, isn't very fair. So don't, don't throw your relationship with God and on someone else or whatever, you know, as pastors, we have to be careful of this, you know, not to make our congregation, you know, beat them up. The, like you said, that the thing is to call them up, to, to help them mm-hmm. find ways, help them how to connect with God. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and sometimes he is in that still small voice and it's not in the mm-hmm. same way you get it. Some people connect more with music, you know, and then we got to have worship God and they throw it to someone who they just don't really connect with that. And then someone else sits right, in right. A, Listen. So yeah, there's there's just a lot of things. So I I would just Good. you know I guess I guess when when women come to me with that question, how do I help my husband? I, I usually end up trying to how do I help them um feel okay with where things are at. Hope you guys are enjoying this interview with my friend, Phil Gunger. Phil is going to be coming right here to Firmly Planted Family to do the seminar for you called Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, February 16th and 17th. It's a couples comedy weekend. You guys are going to love this. Make some time. Uh, Put it on your calendar. Come out here. You can come from all over the country and you can stay right next door to us here at the Hampton Inn and Suites. We have a special rate for you there and that link will be in the show notes today. And we would love to have you come out. Your marriage is worth investing in. Tomorrow, Phil is going to come back and we're going to continue our conversation. And he's going to tell you why he thinks that men should start treating their wives 
like a truck. This is going to be a great conversation and I know you're going to love it. So join me tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Heidi St. John podcast, for leaving reviews for wherever you can and for uh, stepping up to see what we're doing at Firmly Planted Family. I'll also put in a brief plug. If you're interested in seeing what the Homeschool Resource Center is like, that's also something that you could do while you come out for the marriage weekend again. That's happening February 16th and 17th right here in Vancouver, Washington at Firmly Planted Family. And you can register by going to firmlyplantedfamily.com forward slash events. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love your people well. And I'll see you right back here again tomorrow for part two of my interview with my friend, Bill Gunger.